Welcome to BDO in the Boardroom, a podcast series for board of directors and those charged with governance. Each episode features a topical discussion with board peers and subject matter experts on both trending and timeless boardroom issues, covering a myriad of issues including, but not limited to, mitigating risk in the increasingly digital world, navigating your board career, from landing your first board seat to succession planning in support of the next generation, to other top-of-mind issues such as ESG reporting, shareholder activism, and the insights we share through the BDO Center for Corporate Governance and Financial Reporting. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or Spotify. Let's get started. Hello, I'm Amy Rojic, Director of BDO Center for Governance, and here with me today is fellow BDO colleague Jeff Lawton to discuss timely and relevant considerations regarding data governance, risk frameworks, and mitigation. Jeff is a managing director at BDO who leads the firm's data strategy and governance practice, which helps companies assess and improve their approaches toward using data as a corporate asset. Jeff has been providing data strategy, data governance, data quality, data architecture, data lakes, and data warehouse solutions for customers for over 25 years. He has chaired multiple industry data management working groups, delivered dozens of public speaking engagements, and has published dozens of articles on data management topics. So Jeff, welcome to the program. Thanks, Amy. Great to be here. All right. We're going to dive right in. So Perhaps we begin by level setting and define what is meant by data governance and its importance from a board of directors perspective. Sure, sure. So everyone seems to have their favorite definition of data governance and and getting ready for this talk with you today. I looked at nine different definitions to see if there's some kind of common ground amongst them. Uh, And I think what I see is the themes that recur as this notion of control and decision-making over data. Uh, But I think really the question board directors should be asking isn't what is data governance, but why have it? Uh, Because that why part is what's missing from every one of those definitions I found. And data governance exists to manage change in data assets over time. See, the change can occur whenever data governance is first introduced into an organization. It can occur when laws or regulations change. Uh, it can change when technology evolves and companies modernize their IT responses to those evolutions. Change can occur when companies acquire another company, merge or divest. And in every one of these cases, the why of data governance is, is this. It's to define the problem that's presenting itself to data. It's bringing stakeholders to the table, deciding on a solution, and then rolling that solution out in a controlled way that's not going to surprise anybody. No, thank you for that. I think that's an important distinction. So so maybe my next question is, do the majority of companies today have data governance policies and procedures in place to do what you just suggested? Yeah. So, I mean, Prior to 2008, I would say most companies did not. Uh, I was running a project for a customer around 2004 to assess, improve, and monitor its data quality. And this vendor came in wanting to sell to my customer uh, a data governance program. And they asked me to come along and and attend all these meetings where they were selling it. And I just remember seeing all the customer staff scratching their heads and wondering what what is this about? What's the value here? What problem are we trying to solve? And I think a lot of companies were acting that way. But 2008, 
the banking crisis changed all of that. The myriad of compliance requirements emerging from that crisis drove, starting with the financial services sector, uh, the creation of chief data officers positions. And these CDOs are the ones that really started establishing formal data governance programs in response to all this regulation. Um, so with that bit of nostalgia, uh, let's look back at some numbers here and answer your question, how many companies are, are have data governance? In 2010, Gartner had a a survey, they found fewer than 25, so one in four, 25% of the respondents felt their company had a data governance program. Uh, fast forward to uh, 11 years, 2021, Drexel University did a survey that saw that number climb from 25% to 60%. There hasn't been a recent survey I'm aware of that measures the uh, the degree to which data governance is out there again, but I imagine this upward trajectory has definitely increased over the past two years since Drexel's survey. But just because you have data governance doesn't necessarily mean it's good. Uh, there was a survey from the Data Governance Institute uh, last year uh, found that 95% of respondents thought that their data governance programs were just not successful. Uh, so what we've got is more and more companies are embracing this concept. They're establishing data governance, but only a very few of the programs are optimized and effective. Yeah. And you know what? I, I liken that to kind of looking at your control environment and pre Sarbanes-Oxley, you know, you, you could say you yep. had controls, but, you know, whether they were effective or, you know, efficient, that that was another story. So I think, you know, in some in some cases, regulation can be good. Um, in others, you know, maybe not so not so much, but it's it's a similar concept. So let me let me ask you then, what about data governance is failing to work? Because it's hard. Uh, there's <laughs> and there's two parts to, to to being hard. And the the first is it's a people driven process, and people driven processes are difficult to implement. It's getting people across an entire enterprise to agree on things and to force them to collaborate often doesn't matter what's going on. That's just a hard thing to do. So that's it starts off being a, a, a difficult thing to embrace. But then you throw into that mix this nature of what is being governed, and that's data. And data is an intangible asset. And it's got this host of characteristics that make it tough to manage whenever you compare it to like traditional property, plant, and equipment assets. Uh, you know, for example, if you can create it easily and destroy it easily with the you know with a keystroke. Uh, it can be easily copied and stolen if you look at breaches. Uh, you can combine data with other data. You can break it out. It can become outdated within seconds or hours. And when data goes wrong or it's bad, it doesn't have any of these obvious signs like it doesn't catch fire or turn color or smell like rotten eggs or anything. So. You've got a people-driven process managing an invisible, intangible asset, and that makes it tough for companies to create this kind of collaboration across departments and adapt constantly to all the changes, regulatory changes and the technological changes, all the changes I mentioned before. And it's hard work, and it takes dedicated uh, resources and often a dedicated uh, function to manage that all. 
<clears throat> some other reasons that I see in surveys, like why they see data quality, it should be data governance as being difficult, is one, poor data quality, two, lack of enforcement of the government policies and procedures. They'll put these governance policies and procedures in place, but then no one will follow them because there's no follow through. Uh, and you have data security and privacy practices that aren't keeping up with what I call the evolving sophistication of hackers. Yep. Uh, so I guess in auditing terms, then what can go wrong with data governance? So I guess what are the pitfalls that you know boards and others should be mindful of? So there's not a lot you can find out on the web because Companies don't like to publicize when their governance goes wrong. Uh, usually the biggest ones you can see are breaches, uh, but I'll give you a, a you know, personal example of what I've seen of data governance going wrong with a former client of ours. Uh, they did not have strong data governance. So they did an acquisition of another company and they knew they were getting that new company's uh, uh, financial system. And when they, brought that financial system in, uh, the data quality looked acceptable, so they merged the financial systems together, but they did that with no governance. There was no oversight, there was no procedures, there was no analysis, there were no uh, data stewards involved, and a data steward is just a fancy term for people who are deeply ingrained in the business processes, so they really understand the data involved in that process. So they didn't involve any of the accountants in this particular case, and on day one of that merge, the system's financial reports that it generated started generating completely unexpected results. Uh, and as it turned out, when you did a forensic analysis on it, uh, one of the firms used uh, cash accounting and the other uh, firm that was being acquired used accrual accounting. And the fields were all the same, but the data just was completely incompatible. Uh, so when they merged together, it just started, it started printing out bogus reports. And I don't recall the exact figure, but it took millions of dollars and months of work just to, to disentangle the two systems again, get them onto the same accounting, and then merge the data back again. So just this one moment of, of lack of data governance, if they had put millions of dollars into data governance instead of this, you know, they could have avoided this, this problem. Um, Scarier still, as I mentioned, the data breaches. You know, you got Facebook, you got Yahoo, Equifax. It's these are breaches that are exposing millions of customers' personal and financial data, and they're all failures of of data governance and looking into protective measures over security and privacy. And when you have those things happen, you've got the cost of recovery. You've got negative press, and you've got to you got to regain customer confidence. And these are all things that all, you all deal with in the aftermath, and they could have been direct. They could have been prevented with with data governance. All right, a quick pause here, as I believe many often confuse data governance with cybersecurity. And I know BDO has a nice infographic that shows kind of the, you know, a, a Venn diagram, if you will, of how they overlap. But maybe you can give us the narrative and distinguish this for us. Sure. Yeah. So they're they're not they're definitely not the same. They both have the same goal in that. We need to protect data and, uh, and and keep it from getting into the hands of those who uh, are not authorized to see it. Uh, but cybersecurity is really more of a technical domain, a technical discipline that is protecting data from uh, two things, from maybe exterior 
hacking and, and you know those who are not allowed to see the data seeing it and taking it and doing nefarious things with it uh, and also uh, preventing data loss from the inside uh, inadvertent uh, data breaches <clears throat> uh, where they unintentionally spill data <clears throat> that's what cyber is about cyber is about policies and procedures and technology to do to to kind of safeguard data at rest and in transit data governance is about any policy or procedure that manages data. And the protection and, and safeguarding of data is just one of those things. But data governance goes beyond these defensive style tactics of security and safeguarding and protecting privacy and being in compliance. Those to me are kind of uh, these, these defensive strategies Data governance is also a, an offensive strategy. Data has got to be seen as more than just a liability. It's, it's, a, it's an asset. And data governance is also about solving user challenges when it comes to data. And by removing those challenges and obstacles, users start using the data in front of them more and making data-driven decisions. And data-driven decisions are better than guesswork. Oh, thank you. That that makes a lot of sense to me. So as a board director, what questions should I be asking corporate management? Right. So first question, does the company have a data governance program? Uh, obviously, you, you want to find out if one even exists. Uh, if there isn't, you should push for one. And if there is, you should you know remember that 95% of recent survey respondents don't think it's being effective. Two, the is that data governance program working from their perspective? How do you know? I see many companies creating data governance, but they're not creating a performance measurement plan to find out if the governance program is having the effect they want it to have. Uh, I've created whole suites of data governance key performance indicators before, uh, and they're always going to be bespoke to whatever the goals of the data governance program is. For example, I've done KPIs that are, uh, tell me the percentage of users accessing data that did not sign the acceptable use policy. The bad thing there is if that uh, a high number uh, a high number there means there's people in my organization that are using data, but they haven't agreed to what they can actually use that data for and what prohibited uses there are. So that's a risk. <clears throat> Another KPI are tell me what number and types of data quality issues you find in your key data records. If you get high numbers there, uh, then you're staff are making decisions on data that's wrong, and that's going to lead to wrong decisions. Uh, maybe a third example of a KPI is uh, just mechanically, how many people are hitting the data governance intranet site, where all the policies and procedures and guidance and phone numbers and points of contact are for data governance? If there's hardly any hits, no one's accessing it. Nobody's, nobody's either taking it seriously. Uh, there might be enforcement issues there. Uh, but the idea is, is you you create a suite of these metrics, and then you and then you uh, you measure them, and people perform to what they're being measured on. So you can look at how progress is being made towards the company objectives in that manner. 
And I would think that from the board's perspective on that is that they want to be, they want to access to those metrics. They want, right. they want to have a monitoring system in place, right. To, to hold management accountable to those metrics where there needs to be assist, you know, enhancements or improvements and have that kind of as a regular, you know, board agenda. Right. And the, and the board doesn't need to jump into each of these metrics, but they just need to know that, there's a suite of metrics covering uh, the performance of data governance. And if the numbers look good, that means the data governance program is working. And if it's if they don't look good, then do something about it. And if they, you know, if they don't even have a data governance program, then they need to start getting into it. And they need to program these these metrics into that, into that data governance approach. The third thing I would ask a board director to ask of its corporate management is is what assistance do they need from the board? And I assume you'll get an ask uh, for something here because as I said earlier, data governance is tough and most survey respondents don't think their companies are doing a good enough job, but I wouldn't be surprised if the response there is um, not that they need stronger executive sponsorship because sponsorship never seems to be the problem. Most leaders have embraced the, the need for data to be informing decisions, that's not going to be the issue. What you're going to hear is greater funding. I hear of chief data officer teams that are made up of one or two people trying to run data programs for an entire enterprise. Um, that's, that's not big enough. You need uh, anywhere between six and 12 people typically supporting your average CDO, uh, not one, not one, two or three people. So greater funding, I think, is a, is is something that a that a board member's likely going to hear from if they ask for assistance in that in that respect. I would say that's really no different from any other, you know, high profile risk area that the company is operating, especially when you're in a growth phase. You're, you know, you're you're growing your internal infrastructure with the pace of your revenues, hopefully, or 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 the pace of your strategy, if you will. So I think that makes Truth. a lot of sense. And you just got to look at as a company, to what degree is data the lifeblood of your company? If you exactly. can go a couple of days with your data to offline, then maybe it's not uh, not as urgent a risk to be. Uh, providing resources to, but if your data systems all go offline for two days, if you're still a, if you're not around as a company when, those, when that <laughs> systems come back up, then this is an intangible problem um, of the of, uh, that needs to be solved. Yeah, yeah, amen. So, Jeff, any parting thoughts you want to share with our audience today? Yeah, sure. So, I don't want to be painting the 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 picture here that these things are daunting. Um, they're just constantly evolving and they're challenging. And there's two pieces of advice I would give to board of directors here. And that's to encourage your, your company leaders to do two things. One is look at every data governance problem and decompose it into smaller initiatives. You don't have to solve everything all at once, but have a data quality initiative. We talked about cybersecurity and protection, have a cyber initiative, have a privacy initiative. And just start addressing problems. You can sort them into a priority order that's of importance to the company. And then as every initiative succeeds, your data governance as a whole is going to get better. And then two, not every data governance decision that's put before uh, a data governance program should be weighted the same. 
so you need to stratify who's going to make decisions so that they are aligned with the type of decision coming in. You don't want these operational decisions uh, going to executives. You know, an operational decision being what's the uh, what's the correct data element for this system. We need to increase the length to increase a greater uh, number of characters. That's that's not something that needs to go to an executive. So this is kind of aligning the nature of the of the of the problem at hand to uh, the level within the organization. So. Similarly, uh, you're not going to route a brand new financial management system and how we're going to migrate it from one system to another. We're not going to send that down to uh, middle managers. That's that's the purview of executives. So don't be afraid to take a data governance program and break it up into different levels of decision making based on what's coming through. If you have a one simple funnel that's taking every decision and going straight to the top for every data decision, one, you're going to be inundated, and two, uh, you're going to end up having to delegate authority to somebody who just doesn't, isn't isn't the right person to make the decision. So ultimately, decomp decomposing problems into smaller initiatives, stratifying decision making, and you know, increasing the number of people uh, who are involved in those decisions so that they're being made at the right levels. These are great tactics to apply in pretty much any governance situation, but particularly in data. Excellent, excellent thoughts. Jeff, I want to thank you for being here with us today and to our audience for tuning in to another podcast from BDO in the Boardroom. Stay tuned for more. And again, thanks, Jeff, and give you the last word. Thank you, Amy. I appreciate it. And if, if uh, any of our listeners want to chat more, I'm happy to do so. Excellent. Well, have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you for listening to BDO in the Boardroom. Past episodes and related insights are available at bdo.com slash BDO Boardroom. Or you can go to iTunes or Spotify to rate, review, and subscribe. The views expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect the views of BDO. For more information on the BDO Center for Corporate Governance and Financial Reporting and the resources we provide, visit bdo.com slash bdo knows governance.